sorry. So on that note, I thought that I would do um, band stuff from my, this is from my, the, um, the long form poem rock opera that I'm doing about the band that my mom had come to see at chemos. Um, so the first one, I don't know, does any, but uh, this song is about the song Mama Tried by Merle Haggard. I'm not sure everybody knows who Johnny Cash is. Do people, do people know who Merle Haggard is? No? Okay, AJ does. Okay, cool. Um, like, so there's like a, so there's Johnny Cash, right? And Johnny Cash is part of a group of outlaw country guys. Uh, Merle Haggard is one of them. Waylon Jennings, who is the Keith Richards of country music. Then there's Johnny and Chris Christopherson is another one. Um, so he has a song called Mama Tried. It's really, 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 really beloved by sort of working class American boys. Um, Cause the chorus is, and I turned 21 in prison doing life without parole. No one could steer me right, but mama tried, mama tried. And so it's like this weird thing about how badass he is, but also like this sort of pedestalization of the maternal figure. So it's like, it's quite the chewy mix. Anyways, so this is a poem about the song Mama Tried. Ooh, wait. I screwed up and hit another poem. I didn't print them out. Sorry. Okay, not that. Word docs. Ah, there we go. Okay, sorry. I went to the Mammothon and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. The best times happen at the beginning when you're looking at the sky because you're waiting for the experience to morph into grand. It's an innocence, maybe blind denial, like a junkie or a Jedi. You're waiting for the chemistry. Yeah, the chemistry. Those famous last words, my lovers and friends. If that chemistry can happen once, it can happen again. And then it seems like the whole damn thing will take to the sky. But you might as well piss in your water or your in your holy water, or in this case, your Jim Beam. Because you never know with these cheese balls and chemistry can happen with anyone, anytime, as long as you're willing to play. So that's why you don't know. And while you're not looking, the chemistry arrives out of nowhere, mostly when you can't even use it. You just hope and you'll be ready to twirl it, lights explode, they shower the chemistry. Pinpricks connect the dots through the beats, fingerprints on steel. So yeah, we'd been practicing curling around a fireplace. Snow fell in the windows and on the cherries of our cigarettes on the porch. Inside, we'd been trying to play Merle Haggard, drinking only half, half of each can of beer, burning through the entire weekend's supply of blow. Beauty was sad on Mama Tried, too high and too loathsome. On the mouth or ass end, it mangled my range. We went through every key. We got stuck on D, we got stuck on C. Our journey into B flat gurgled into a shuffle blues. Beauty was stoned, convinced we'd be the most avant-garde ever. 
We played her for five straight hours, up and down and sideways. They worked their fretboards. Those boys tried to find me a key. There was no question of abandoning our mama, only that we'd find a way to make her proud. A light on it, coming, kinked up from the squares. I'd never played that free without judgment. I'd never laughed that hard without consequence. And I'd never failed so hard without punishment. My friends, they helped me get set free. So it was at 5.30 in the morning, we found the ever-loving key. So only four people heard it or saw it. And maybe those gods, the ones everyone mentions that smile upon saints and puppy dogs, maybe they sang and laughed with us too. Maybe you wouldn't be watching because that kind of audience don't count. And we miss some of the best times ever with our chemistry, waiting for the whole thing to explode into grand. That's the, um, that's the, that is the um, Mama Tried song. And then, of course, crazily, wait, where did it go? Oh, it's here. This is another song. This is like from, this is based on another song. Um, it's a lyric from this band called Little Feet, who was like the Muso's Muso's wet dream of band, like kind of like if the band were hot shit, then these guys were like the extra special Coke room hot shit in the 70s. Uh, they were called Little Feet. Um, the guy's named Lil George. He was pretty awesome. So it's called, And You Wish the World Was As Tired As You, which is a lyric from one of their songs. There now, go loose now, be loose. It's time to give the people what they want. It's time to give yourself a break. It's time to give the world a Coke, some Coke and a bunch of whiskey. Yeah, I want the world to go on one fuck of a bender. I mean, epic, like people's is losing their footwear but just the one shoe they're losing, like that level. Did I say I hate drunk people? But this is drunk and full of blow, which is something else again. So the world has gotten fucked up on booze and blow, and now I'm sober in the middle. What happens? Do I come out smelling of toffee? Do I come out with a carton of smokes and a lighter for the jonesing? Maybe I'm glad everyone is now out of control so I can get some sleep, so I can relax and know that the judgments normally hurled my way by the already guilty will cease until after the world's hangover. <laughs> All right, I don't, have you guys, have I done the poem about blowing up the, um, the balls of the falls or the westicles yet? Okay, do you guys know what the balls of the falls are? Do you know what the falls road is? Okay, no, okay. So the falls, I'm, I'm sorry, Ken, you shake your head yes. But, um, and I think Rosalind did too. The falls road is the Catholic part of Belfast. <laughs> um, and of course, at some point during the, um, beginnings of the Easter, the Good Friday Agreement, they commissioned obviously an Englishman to create some really elaborate artwork 
for the bottom of the falls road and i guess I'm, i'll show you it's really funny like and of course i mean it's just like with glasgow when they call it the squinty bridge and the armadillo and all that kind of stuff um people don't really know like why it's there or what it's supposed to freaking signify um but yeah it's <laughs> it's funny you come for the roundabout and um hold on i'll just put it up hey show me there we go share screen wait there we go can everybody see it so like so um this the 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 schemes behind it are the very infamous divis flats where like if you ever saw in the name of the father there was a lot of scuffling around divis flats it's like a rash stronghold blah 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 so anyways but this is it it's just a ball inside and this roundabout here is like where the whole city turns and then you go to like the catholic side of the city and so um yeah so it's called rise and uh, i've heard from a couple different people that it's supposed to be cotton molecules which is supposed to be like indicative of like the linen industry or belfast's role in the linen industry which is okay sure why not um so yeah um so that's that i'm stopping the share but the fun thing about this poem, so I wrote a poem about it. Uh, people call it Balls of the Falls, and they also call it the Westicles, because clearly. And uh, so I like calling it the Westicles, because I like pronouncing uh, testicles and Westicles. Westic, like testicles or Westicles. That doesn't matter. I'll say it normal for the reading. But um, so, yeah. OK, so that's that. This, oh, but this is what I wanted to say about this. So I don't really understand why. I think because I emailed them and asked if they could, because I was trying to push myself as like a content producer for the British Motorcycle Federation's magazine. Like I wanted them to give me a column for like women motorcycle lists or something like, and they emailed me out of the blue and they wanted to make me a feature, uh, like I guess every month, they have a featured writer. So I'm the featured writer and I sent a poem. I sent this poem. So this poem is being published in the next issue of the British Motorcycle Federation <laughs> magazine, which is the first time apparently they've ever published a poem. So there we go. So check it out at your local motorcycle shop is all you're gonna get out of. Okay. Um, so it's called Blow Up the Westicles. Today, this breath will be deep. We must hear it sound and be carried away on its silvery thread weaving through the westicles, weaving out and over motorway one to the south. Swinging Morgan, her thighs bulging, stomps on the terra. The bottom of our breath meets her feet, sounds like padded jackhammers. She stomps gloriously down the motorway, pistons driving deep on her way to the morns. The stars expand and contract in that breath. Form of a goat's head, bleached clean, 
by a mountain stream, cold bone hollow, sockets emptier than anything else in black. Form of a crucifix mangled and eaten by corpse juice laying too long on a wood floor, smoke rises from underneath the body. Form of an asparagillum, trickling rivulets, holy water, streaming down the sides of the sky. Disperse, aspirate, our form follows this function. If we're after drawing the stars down, we'll need two feet on the ground. Now, gather these creamy molecules on an inhale. Become glowing ash bombs in your palm. Now, blow them out across the road and up into the brooding, moonless evening. Then, ring a ride out of the motorway one to the south. We hold one last breath for when we pass them, and we blow up the Westicles. That's my little Belfast home. Thank you. Um, I guess, so right, like we're done now because it's 10. So we managed to stretch the evening out. Yeah, we did good. <laughs> and Mike D messaged me apparently his landlord got irritated and so he had to go. But um, so, but he's like, yeah, well, anyways, he sends his love and blah, blah, blah. I'm going to go pee now. Yeah, this, right this was great. I'm going to unhook us and say thank yeah. you. And I can't wait for next week to hear everybody's work. And and Andy, you can read old work. Everything that you read is new to me because I don't I haven't heard any of I mean, I've heard <laughs> stuff for the past couple of weeks, but break something out from years ago and I'll be like, whoa, I love it. But uh, everybody hey, I'll find something. I mean, it's. I, again, I look forward to this every week. Thank you so much for being a part of it. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for supporting Mutiny Radio. And I'll see everybody next week on the call. Yay! Smack dab 15 minutes in to the Some Call Me Tim show. Uh, I'm so excited because LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth, oh, everything's falling. Uh, LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth, will be calling in super soon, which is always a joy. And she is a, just a wonderment, and I love speaking to her so much. I miss her terribly. But she's going to give us the news update of what's happening in the world because, again, I submerge myself in a barrel of whiskey, come out for free ice cream days, which is coming soon. 7-Eleven, my friends. 7-Eleven is coming. Why is 7-Eleven important, you might ask? And that's because there are free Slurpees at every 7-Eleven. Free Slurpee day. Yes, yes. There are, there is free lunch. Uh, I mean, there is enough sugar in a Slurpee to be considered lunch. One year, my buddy Megan and I went to four different, we walked from her house in like one part of San Diego to University Heights. And uh, we went to every 7-Eleven along the way because, you know, as you do. And we had um, 
a bottle of rum with us. We were actually trying the difference between rum is quite delicious with the pina colada. Um, Coke is better with the cherry or uh, rum. Rum works with the cherry Coke Slurpee, but also whiskey works with the cherry Coke Slurpee. The thing was that we had so many Slurpees that I got a sugar crazy headache high. So much sugar. Some call me Tim. Okay. We're in the middle of some call me Tim. I'm excited about it. We're going to be getting a call again from Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, co-host on the AltaCast. The AltaCast has been commandeered this spring and summertime by the Choose Poetry, Choose Life crew in Glasgow, Scotland of Andy Talbot and Aaron Gannon. So the beginning of this podcast, you heard Aaron Gannon's lovely poetry. We've known each other for years. We used to party together here in San Francisco. She's an amazing artist, singer, poet, performer, guitar player, banjo, strummer, all the instruments. She's amazing. And we bonded years ago over uh, our love of whiskey and having fun and singing the blues. I don't sing the, I mean, I sing karaoke blues, but not like, she can actually sing, you know, like write songs and stuff. But so that's been taken over. Uh, the AltaCast, and I'm super excited about it because I love poetry so much, and it was such a pleasure to be able to read today from uh, some of my work. I've been creating new stuff as well, and it feels really good in these COVID times to have a creative outlet that's not comedy, that's being supported by people in Scotland and England, a place called Leeds or something like that. Congratulations to Liverpool for clinching the Premier League soccer title the most important of unimportant things premier league soccer <laughs> yeah so here we are at some call me tim waiting for latoya the sheriff of truth to tell us what's going on in the world and then at three o'clock we're going to be doing an omnibus reading with written by it's sketch comedy written by the hilarious mike spiegelman i believe we're going to have carl on the call today and Warhol's going to be acting along with me. Hopefully I have to play Terry Gross again. That felt good. I like being Terry Gross. <laughs> I like her name. Anyway, she's cool. So what else has been going on in the world besides lockdown, scary times? I mean, things in San Francisco are kind of opening up. People are outdoor seating for, it's so weird. Like, I don't know what's going on with bars. I, I don't know when my job's going to come back. Or It's like, blah, 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 poor me. Blah, blah, blah. Donate to Mutiny Radio. <laughs> I've been having, I'm telling you, these this Zoom stuff, I don't like Zoom shows. I don't, it's hard to interact because the audience are the people, but they're not in an audience because they're all in their houses. And it's, it just doesn't, it doesn't make a lot of sense as like a, a medium. But I have really enjoyed the Zoom calls for just, like, social stuff. Oh, my gosh. I'm on this call with these people in New Jersey, and I'm telling you, they're fulfilling my life in the weirdest way. Like, I, it's so funny because I have friends in real life that I'm here with in the city that I have I've had the opportunity to be, you know, kind of in lockdown. There's a, there's a core group of comedians that I'm very lucky that we all, when the festival happened and we'd all been hanging out together, and then COVID happened, and so it was like, well, 
we've all been hanging out together. We're clearly not gonna, if we were gonna get something, we would have gotten it by now from each other. So we're this little, you know, little group of people. One of us left, Nathan's gone now. Where was I going with this? Oh, okay, yes. So I was hanging out with some people from my tight-knit group yesterday because Rachel Pinson of Always Free Radio had a great, great show. And then we went to gross out, walked her dog, did stuff, went to her house drank some wine and while I'm sitting there hanging out with people in real life in the back of my mind I was like oh I hope I make it home in time for the zoom call because <laughs> they're east coast and I was concerned that it'd be too late and but that's dumb that I've you know started prioritizing and I didn't I prioritized my friends in real life first because we were hanging out and we were there but then I prioritized the zoom call <laughs> and I went home and you know went potty and got myself together and got right on it and um, hung out with my buddies uh, from all over now. And even this guy, Perry Kurtz, he's, in, uh, he's a real comedian. He's been a real comedian since 1974, the year I was born. He's just been a working comic forever, everywhere. And he's in L.A. And he was like, what are you doing on, fri on Saturday? And I was like, well, my shows are all on Friday. I don't have any Saturday shows. And so I might get to be on a... A Zoom show. I mean, I'm excited. Oh, it's a Zoom, but it's a Zoom show with Perry. So, <laughs> he's a real comedian, has real comedian friends. I don't know. COVID hasn't been terrible. I've been like, you know, meeting new people. Not really, though. I don't know. Tell me what you're doing. 415-5500511. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not yawning because you're boring. It's because I'm boring. Um, Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, should be calling in like three two one not calling me all right well she will be there and again at three o'clock we have the omnibus reading which will be a lot of fun what else is going on in my life oh there's a comedy show outdoors this friday every friday at seven o'clock on mutiny radio you can listen in thank you for listening or you can watch i think that pancake's been doing it through instagram live you can watch that or you can socially distance yourself. Oh, there she is. There she is. Yay. There she is. Latoya, the sheriff of truth, telling us all the news. Oh, can you, I hope you can hear me loud and clear. I'm outside. Yeah, I can actually hear you today. That's exciting. Um, how, goes, right. how goes the COVID? How goes the, the oh. home internment? Going back to square one is pretty fucking awesome. Good job, Americans. Right? Good job. And here's the crazy you thing. Fuckers. Arizona. Arizona has the lot of worldwide cases that have been recently diagnosed as of today. Arizona has what? the highest new number of cases. And that's funny because my parents live in Arizona and I just talked to my dad on I Father's told you Day. This two weeks ago. Yeah, I and I said to my dad. What's going on there in Arizona? He said, oh, it doesn't matter. Nothing is – he says every in, – in their retirement community, no one's worn masks. The golf course never closed. All of their stores are open. And I'm thinking like – that is the vulnerable age. Right? And so now the highest number of cases in the world diagnosed just recently as they just did all the testing and whatnot is in Arizona. California's way down on the list, which I'm kind of – I mean, if you've heard my diatribes before, I'm a little butthurt about it because only 46 people have died in San Francisco, <laughs> and I and well, I need a thousand I mean, to die. We're in the red too. We're in the red as well. So I mean, we're 
we're not doing as bad as Arizona, but I'm not going to give ourselves a cookie because, I mean, hence why this, we're back to our regular scheduled program of being shut down again. Yeah. Well, we don't deserve and a cookie. It's because, no, hell no. I mean, we California is the largest state. Um, yeah. And plus, you know, you have to think about the, the smaller towns and the smaller hospitals that aren't probably being counted in central california absolutely because that's where them kooks are the kooks i just noticed a lot of the kooks are either in central california there's some here in northern california there's plenty but damn orange county and san diego you fuckers you trump supporting loving motherfuckers look where we are yeah right (laughs) and i and i i predicted this i we talked about this months like maybe I want to say like a month or two into the shutdown where I, I, you know, we were discussing, you know, uh, obviously the virus. And I, I felt that the fact that, you know, Americans are entitled and we don't know when to uh, sit down and there's no signs of it coming up. And, then, you know, the shutdown might prolong. And surely what happened? We want to get the economy going. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, this virus will show you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's it's a real. I mean, it's a real thing, and there's there's people get. I still want to know why nobody in the tenderloin has it. I still want to know. You don't know that. I, I mean, maybe they don't, that. but nobody's sick. I mean, maybe they're all inside their tents. Okay, so I was walking down the street today, and I saw a guy sleeping on a mattress, and he had sores all over his back, and they looked like um, they looked like bed bug sores. I mean, but I looked at this guy, and I was like, "This guy doesn't have COVID. This guy is some bigger fucking." It. I mean, I almost wanted to call like nine one one and be like, "This guy needs help," but I don't think that we're equipped. For that, and I don't think we're equipped for COVID either. I, I really don't think you, that we're equipped for whatever this no is. No one is. A, no one is equipped. I mean, I'll put it this way: I, I do like the fact that there's free testing, and I've yeah, been tested, yeah. and I should get retested again because I have been around five or more people lately, and it's got me kind of shook. Yeah. But. Me too. You know, people I keep am... coming. People keep knocking on the door. I keep the door closed at the station and I keep stuff in front of it because we are not open to the public. And people keep knocking on the door and people have come in and I'm like standing six feet away being like, we're not open to the public and you need to be wearing a mask. And people that aren't, I'm like, you're really like, you just don't care at all? Or. Yeah. I, I'm actually starting to feel a little bit more, okay. I wasn't as scared before, but the fact that now, okay, if if my state, our, if our state is in the red, that says something. And especially the fact that, you know, we did handle it well early on, but again, people wanted to go to the beach and, you know, I've been hiking a lot too. And actually hiking has been so much better yeah. because you can socially distance that way. And people have been wearing masks, but when we had that hot, uh, you know, the beaches and stuff, you're going to cross paths with people, and especially if you get into the water, and people were getting into the water. And so after that, after Memorial Day, 
I was just like, I knew things didn't look good because that's when everyone was going to the beach yeah. and they shut down the beach. And so from there on, you know, people go to different townships to go to the, the beach town and go back into the city. And so that's where the transferring and, yeah. you know, people travel up and down the state. You know, I've been to Pacifica and, and Half Moon Bay, you know, a couple of times since COVID, but I haven't been it's been hiking. It's not in a bit of crowded space. Right. But now it, it's, I'm kind of scared because I have, I have even cousins that want to come and I'm like, I'm going to have to say no. And, and people flying. One of my, one of my comedy buddies yeah. just went back East for 4th of July. And I'm like, really? Like, that's not a necessary that's trip. Really- like going back. I to- didn't go to my grandmother's funeral. Exactly. You know? And so, and the, the, the people are sort of, I know a couple people that went quote unquote vacationing just recently for 4th of July. And it's like, I actually want to hear about what the, when they come back, I want to hear about what the airports were like and how that all shook down. But that's like the most unsafe thing you can do is go from I, yeah, one place, get into a place, get into an airplane where you have recycled air with people that could be from anywhere and then go to another place, right. be in that place amongst all those people and then come and back and then come right. back. And here's another fucked up part, Pam. So I, re- I read this over the weekend with uh, uh, United Airlines and American, which I'm like, I'm, I guess I'm not going to be fucking with them for a while. Well, I ain't going nowhere, but th- they're trying to um, unrestrict the seating guidelines going back to the regular seating. Oh my God. Uh, when I'm like, wait a minute. So you're going to have the middle seat. So they're not going to be practicing uh, the social distancing on a plane. They're going to go back to their regular, let's make some money and pack these people in like sardines. And ladies and gentlemen, that is United Airlines and American. If you want to go fly, I don't suggest you flying with them. But you're a dumbass if you want to fly anywhere right now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Or point blank, period. Well, I am. It's that the airline companies are so desperately afraid of losing all their money. I mean, Ryanair has opened they up. They got a bailout. <laughs> right. Well, and that's they the thing. A, they... Are we just going to realize that money is just little digital ones and zeros realize. that float in the world and is totally meaningless? Are we going to say? Yeah. Like, how are we going to change? It's already ha- It's going to have to start from scratch. Like, okay, we we get it. Trump's a bad guy, blah, blah, blah. The Senate is, you know, the Senate Republicans are terrible, and so are some of the Democrats. But this is, you know, now the conversation needs to be turned into, uh, turned about the companies, because these companies like Amazon, who we are all guilty of spending money on, I just ordered on Amazon. It's so I'm being uh, a hypocrite. It's the even the money guy, on, the money guy on Fox News even said that this is the biggest wealth transfer that we've seen in the United States in a hundred years, since the since the depression, the Great Depression. This is the biggest wealth transfer that we've seen, and that no one's acknowledging this. Well, not no one because that's how I heard it because someone acknowledged it. But Jeff Bezos has made so much money off this. Amazon. And they had it planned before. You think that Amazon owning Whole Foods 
didn't like that they've cornered the market on everything that Americans buy and need to have delivered to their houses and that they're like the only essential business left. We don't see the larger yeah, corporate conspiracy you're missing, you're, here. You're also missing another you're missing another good point too. He owns the Washington Post. Oh shut up. He does? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, I didn't know that. It, it's so Yeah. It's like so- there are signs and symbols if we choose to see the world that are we're falling apart. And we've been seeing it for a while, like the Romans. Yes. I mean, the end of the Roman times, they were doing some crazy ass shit like going to Africa and getting giraffes and bringing them, you know, thousands of miles to fight Christians in a coliseum, you know, just so people could be killed by Lions and tigers and bears, oh my. But they were literally like, and they'd go up to the mountains and get ice so the emperor could have ice cream or have like cold shaved ice or whatever. And they'd bring truckloads down and they'd have a little tiny bit at the end. Anyways, the decadence and ridiculousness of the Roman Empire was one of the demarcations of it falling. Yeah, how are we not, how did we not see that now? I don't know, but I, I know the rest of the world doesn't want anything to do with us, that's for sure. Anytime the EU, the European Union says, uh, no thanks, we don't want any of your travel or your sickness. Exactly. <laughs> I find it hilarious. I, I find it hilarious because that's what we get. I, I, you know. What else can we do but laugh? Many, I, I, there's, there's something that there's a different, that this is why there's several different Americas. There's one America that always says, like, USA, you know, and yeah, we're the greatest country in the world. I've never said that mm. because as on the opposite side of America, there are people like me and others who say, they're, uh, no, this is not the greatest country. And we have so many fucking flaws. And this is before 2020. So this is even flaws. before Trump. So well, that's the thing. Police the brutality has been existing. I Police brutality has been the zit that's been on America's face for a long time. And it just got popped. I mean, And it's all bubbling out and it's gross and we're like recognizing it. But it's been there forever. We've just been putting makeup on it and covering it up. Like, oh no, there isn't police brutality. Oh no, there's not systematic racism that bolsters our whole economy because of the, the jail system. Like all of these huge problems that, that the America is built on the backs of the people, the 99%, and the 1% continues getting richer. And we talked about this with the Occupy movement. And now we're like, oh, look, they actually did it. They did the wealth transfer. They should have been doing this. They should have thought about doing this. You know, I'm just speaking from, you know, within the past 50 years. They shot once, you know, with Nixon and actually... I'll even go to Reagan. With how many recessions did uh, Reagan have under his administration? Oh, well, it and was like the, the whole jobs thing. Went, you know, this. I mean, again, this goes farther back. But back to the fact that I I'm laughing at the fact that the rest of the world is rejecting us because Good. now they know what it feels like to be black. <laughs> well, we need to be rejected. Here's the thing: nobody recognizes entitlement until they have consequences for their actions. So little irresponsible snowflake babies running around fucking indiscriminately or 
being little jerk faces or whatever, whatever snowflake children are doing these days with that, with their money, just throwing it around. And I'm using this as like a metaphor for America. Well, we all, we think everything's fine until the consequences come down and America needs some fucking consequences so that we can step back and say, here are the problems. We recognize them. Let's change them. But until we like take off our entitlement blinders and say, you know, maybe Manifest Destiny was raping and stealing land from the Native Americans. Maybe Manifest Destiny isn't the right way to think that, oh, from sea to shining sea, I own everything I see. That entitlement is insane. I think that's what's positive about like the Black Lives Matter movement because the manifest, I think it ties into what you're talking about with Manifest Destiny. You know, because the movement, you know, even going back to civil rights, we black people here in this country are usually the ones that start the any like kind of movement to that. And now you see there is a movement with going on with the indigenous over again as well. Because of they they want they want their land back too. And I think they deserve it. And then uh, you know, on top of that, you know, you have some of the Latinos, you know, the ones who don't think that they're of a white persuasion. And then you have some white people that are, like, understanding that the fact of, like, they were taught wrong. Everything that they were taught in school about just going into American history was a lie. Like, the whole Thanksgiving peaceful thing? No. They should. They gave them smallpox. That yeah, was their thing. exactly. You know? Yeah. The, the idea of manifest, maybe manifest destiny and slavery are bad. I mean... It's point. I mean, obviously, it's bad, but uh, it's sad that people are getting a wake-up call now. Yeah. But it's that it's rather now than never, and so I think people. But no one ever says that word, Pam. Notice that no one ever talks about manifest destiny. I think they still do. They still teach it in schools. Like it's part of the whole. Uh, Like it's the song the kids learn. You know. um, Amanda, but that's da, what da, I was talking the about, the, the, the definition of it. They prettied it up in, in, in school, in American history. Yep. For amber they waves of grain, for purple mountains, majesty, above the fruited plains. All that stuff is all about sea to shining sea, that whole thing. Anytime anybody says that, it's manifest destiny. That's what they said, that we just own this land. This is ours now. And... But that's and we're somehow as Americans, we've got this thing like, that's right. I'm an American. I can do whatever I want. I can say well, whatever I want. I can do whatever I want. I can, I can fucking do whatever because I'm American. What's his name? Francis Copper Key. Francis. Francis yeah. Scott Key. He was a racist. He was Francis a rapist. Scott, of course. Whatever. They all. You, here's the thing yeah. I've been saying recently. Have you not, have you not listened to the second verse of? There's a whole verse where he talks about slavery. Oh my god! In the Star Spangled Banner, of course he does. Yeah, Get that shit up. Um, this See, is, like this things is, that we've already knew that we're trying to teach y'all about because <laughs> everything has been erased to make this beautiful idea of what American is. Right, and when they say feet. when they and say make America great again, <laughs> it's when they say make America great again, and you're like, what? Back to Manifest Destiny when we were stealing, when we were giving 
the exactly. Native American smallpox and stealing their land, or back when we were enslaving yeah. a people and making them build our country for free. Like which which yeah. of the things, or even now with the incarcerated peoples, yeah. they are owned by our yeah, government and they go. work for no money. They work for 10 cents. Even in California, who yep. fought the fires? Who fought the fires? The, right the, in, in the incarcerated people put their lives on the line and then when they were out of incarceration and they have all of these skills, can they apply mm -hmm. at the fire department? No, they no, can't. They're not allowed to work. Matter. So now they have skills that they've garnered and that they don't even get to use when they were putting their lives on the line to keep us safe from the California fires in the Santa Rosa that were started by PG&E that never took any real like reparations for that either that hey our right. monopoly of electricity in our state is fucked the fuck up and started a bunch of fires and we just go Ooh. and killed people and, and killed, people. killed people and and took away people's houses and livelihoods and made things very very difficult for them it is so hard to be displaced um from your home it's uh <laughs> See, you're, you're going back to, I like how everything is just tying into, like, the fact that I was talking about corporations, because especially, like, with PG&E, like, they literally murdered people. Yeah. And yeah, for profit. And did anyone go to jail? Cause, I mean, they get, they get, I mean, they got fined and what have you, but what is a fine going to do for, a fine's not going to bring people's homes and lives back, right. you know, uh -uh. or communities. Communities are probably going to completely gone for good yeah, well they're trying to they're trying to and we pay them and, and we pay them and they have to they turn our shit off I, and we I'm, don't pay them just preach so here's the thing that i find very interesting um our current president, who's running for president again, although he was uh, sort of impeached, <laughs> uh, but he has 25 rape allegations. Joe Biden, also running for president, eight rape allegations. Uh, I know. Do you know it's how many terrible, rape allegations Kanye West has? None. Zero. Zero rape allegations. N no, we're not going there. You don't want we're Kanye for president? Kanye. We're, we're, are you kidding me? No, are I'm you serious. Really kidding me? I'm just saying Con empirically. What does he, he doesn't even read. He even admitted. But he doesn't, he doesn't read. rape people. But he hasn't been accused of rape. And I, I appreciate that in a presidential He's candidate. He's raping people now. He's he? raping people now. You don't know about the PPE money that he took? No. When that could have went to small businesses? Oh. Oh, I see. Oh, he's yeah. not literally raping people. He's just and plus he's a and he plus he talks about white supremacy ideology. Oh, slavery is a choice, motherfucker. No, that Kanye shit. That's publicity. Do not believe that shit. Okay, that, that, that Negro I, is mental. I was he's, just thinking. He has a record coming out. Well, yes. so then, so then maybe Kanye isn't he the best. Maybe Kanye isn't the best candidate. But and plus, let, let me let me backpedal here. Some states to even be put on the ballot. So let me backpedal a little bit. So let's go back to the, the, the original. The, here's the, the reason why I found it important. And it calls Trump his daddy. I'm just, Trump, 25 rape allegations. Biden, eight rape allegations. Can we please They're have a candidate racist. with zero rape allegations? I would like to think that Elizabeth Warren hasn't been doing any raping. Okay, well, I mean, I mean, I'm talking more of the dudes. I, I see more of the dudes, male politicians. Being more of the rapey type, you know, Bill Clinton, uh, JFK. Sure, uh, sure. They give Woodrow up. They Wilson. give. You know, those good-looking guys give off a rapey vibe sometimes. 
sometimes, uh, you know. I don't I don't know about Reagan. Uh <laughs> George uh Yeah. They're all rapey to me. And let, we're not even going into senators. Oh, fair. You know, and that's the thing is that what does it but say? But I don't like the fact that I have to choose between who's rapey, who's the rapiest. Yeah, who's the rapiest. Like but I then what does it say I, about – I find myself being a hypocrite. Our representational government, in, our, in the government that's supposed to represent us, and I'm a woman, and you're a woman, um, why – why are so many of them so rapey? They're supposed to power, and we choose them. Why? Why are we choosing predators? Like we sit I here. I tried to ask people that uh, back in February, January, February, when Sanders, when there's still the primaries. I asked people, and especially that's when the allegations were coming up about yeah. Biden. I no. even asked people, and black people, like, why are you? Why are you liking a guy who signed the crime bill and whose friends were Strom Thurmond? Yeah, and yeah. talked about yeah. with, segrega- with segregation. Yeah. Just we want reparations, not Obama's segregations. DC. Come on, you know. Like, really? Yeah. Just because he was Obama. He was friends with Obama. That don't mean shit. You can still have a black friend and be racist. That's true. And have an ideology. And you can so, still be married to someone of the opposite uh, ethnicity and still have and a still white be exactly ideology. sure. Uh, it's so I that I don't get it either. I'm I'm asking that question, but this is where we are now, and I unfortunately we can't talk about any sexual allegations because anymore because we are hypocrites because. I know I'm going to have to vote for this dude. Right. So well, I'm like, well, there goes, there goes that. That's what I'm Can't faced up against right now. I, I want to make signs that say like 25 rape allegations, eight rape, rape allegations. Where's my candidate? Where's my candidate? Like, I don't want to vote for either of these piles of dog shit. Late. I don't. Also, you too late. I feel like, by, why? Here's the other question I have, and you've brought this up. Why is the DNC sabotaging themselves? Biden is not the right candidate. He's got Alzheimer's. He fucking says stupid shit all the time. Remember when we used to be like, oh, George Bush said stupid shit. Well, that was because he had the earpiece in and he wasn't listening. I don't think Biden has an earpiece in. I think he's just not using his brain right. So we've got that and the rape allegations on both sides. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Why would the DNC do that? Why wouldn't they say, look at this guy who's old and has Alzheimer's with eight rape allegations. Is this the man we're putting up for president? Why wouldn't they say, look, Elizabeth Warren, no rape allegations. Like, great. Well, maybe her history isn't that great in politics. But at least least she didn't rape anybody. Honey, (laughs) I'm I'm right with you. Because I was asking the same goddamn question earlier this year. Yeah. And I, I got into arguments with my mom about this and my Aunt Mary. Um, and I was like, Because they want you to blindly follow what the DNC says. They say, well, you can't, you can't be a Green Party member. You can't have, you can't have to get it. What we do have to do is we have to fight Trump. And the only way to do that is to shut up and just eat the DNC. Whatever oatmeal they give you with poop at the bottom, whatever blood pudding weirdness they're hiding under your oatmeal, like... Like the like the I, I want the knife from the golden child, like they're trying to poison the oatmeal. They're trying to Baron von Munchausen us. No, what's the term? I think it's that. 
not Baron von Munchausen, Munchausen syndrome. No, that's when you love your captor. They want us to love our captor, but they're also keeping us Stockholm. sick. Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm syndrome. Oh, but it is the Munchausen thing where you keep someone sick so that they'll keep loving you. I feel like the DNC has poisoned us and they are saying, you have to love us because we're the only thing to love. You have to love us. And then they give us the poison and they say, why don't you love us? We're keeping you okay. And it's like, but I wouldn't have to be okay if you weren't feeding me poison. You're you're dead. You're dead to us. Especially if you are, uh, you know, a a voter of color or a woman or you are, you're progressive. Right. Right. If you, even if you're just a progressive, you know, the fact that it's just like, you have nowhere else to go. Like whatever, what what do you have? All you have is, and you know, a lot of us are real, are real patriotic because a lot of us will just vote even if we hate the fucking guy, yeah, or the woman. We we well, a lot of how many times have I voted for Pelosi? How many times have you voted for Pelosi? How many times did you vote for Skeletor's sister? Because she's the only one. Zero. Oh, you haven't? Oh, good for you. And I'm not going to. I'm proud of myself for that. But there have been other candidates that I voted for, like in Illinois and what have you. And even here, where I'm like, ooh, why did I do that? Because that's the person I know and that's all I know about, rather than educating myself about the other person, which over the years, being a voter, that's something that you have to do. You can't just vote blue down the line. You can't do that. Because they there are want people us in to, that party that, that's are against, what, that are against us. That's what they're counting on. Because I feel like the DNC now is under the corporate thumb. They're under the thumb of the lobbyists and they the corporate are. interests. And they want yep. to say, hey, liberal, if you don't vote with us, you're not liberal enough and you're a problem. And it's almost like they're scaring well, us into it. Well, look at the. Well, no, and it you is. don't even have to say that. You all you have to say is look. Listen here. You have a better chance voting uh, for health care, which we, we won't get passed with moderate Democrats. But do you rather have us or these racist pieces of shit fucks over here, these Republicans? Which rather do you have rather have? So I'm going to have to go this way because I ain't no coon. First of all, I don't sell myself out to no Republican. KKK party. <laughs> no, I mean, like they hate they hate everything. Those aren't even conservatives anymore. You know, I have certain conservative ideologies. I do because that's how I was raised, and especially being raised Catholic. But them motherfuckers ain't conservative at all. They definitely ain't conservative about their money. They definitely ain't conservative about their big their small government idea. No, they're actually into big government. They're not conservative about how how evil they are and how they treat people. Yeah. You know, they, they're just, it's just, they're the opposite of what conservative will be. Conservative means to, conservative is like, you know, you're conserving energy. Sure. They're definitely not into that. Well, I (laughs) think that conservative is, when they, when, when we say conservative, it's that they're conserving their wealth. They're keeping their wealth for themselves as opposed to, seeing that other people have value and that we all but they're not even being conservative about that that's yeah. the thing. <laughs> well if we that's the thing is when conservatives are like oh we should go well, how much money do you want for your health care for your poor people well i want a lot of money for health care and education because when you keep people 
educated and you teach them how to eat right and take care of themselves, then they're less of a strain on the economy. When you keep people healthy, then you don't incur health costs. It's the best way to keep it. Like, it's the same thing when they say the, the, the early start program. Children in preschool do much better with the rest of their life. The earlier you start having a formal education where you're learning things and you have to jump through these hoops and learn these things and it, the better off you are in society. And yet we close down opportunities to education and we don't give people opportunities to keep themselves safe and healthy with a good healthcare system. And we say, here's, oh, why are you on welfare? Take this money. But we're going to make food so expensive that if you want to eat organic, you need to be a rich fucking entitled cunt or you can eat McDonald's dollar menu because you're worthless. Like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> right? Like, everyone should be able to eat raspberries. I know raspberries are expensive, but it shouldn't be. I wish that children didn't. That they're like, oh, raspberries, those are in Pop-Tarts, right? Like, children should be mm-hmm. eating, like, real raspberries and not, Let like, me let you mention that. Jelly. I just took a plum off my tree. Oh. Because I have a plum tree in the back, and I'm just tearing this shit up. Hell yeah! But no, but sorry, please continue. No, no, I'm just but saying, yes, like the, the fact that. Well, I mean, these fake ass conservatives also too. So there's a debate now about with the school uh, year coming up, letting oh my these God. kids go back into school. Are you kidding me? Well, <laughs> I heard a rumor that me? I heard a rumor that kids can't get it. That is not true, sweetheart. I, I, I know it's not true, it. but I wanted to believe it. See? Because a lot of people yes. don't have masks on their babies and shit like that. And I'm like, so do kids get... And someone was like, oh, yeah, kids don't get it. And I thought, how did this... How did this rumor start getting perpetuated? Yeah, everybody can get it. Like, anybody. That's the whole, that's the whole point of what's going on right now, is that it's a... It's a highly transmittable disease, virus, that can either make you pretty sick or kill you. And so we decided, Mm -hmm. I guess, as a group, that we don't want people to die. So here are the precautions. And and that there's so many that are willy-nilly about not taking those precautions is... Oh, the mask thing? Really? Like, there's been a ton of videos of crazy Karens and Kins having these outbursts about masks, saying, it's my freedom. Really, motherfucker? Your freedom? So, your germs, coughing on somebody, your germs is about freedom. Yeah. Spreading it. That's freedom. Right. Motherfucker. If the, if the, if, listen, if Tarjay says no shoes, no shirt, no service, it's the same goddamn thing. No shoes, no service, no fucking mask. No mask, no Once service, you go outside, get out. You can take it off and and do your zig heil trump up and down the street. But you're on their property, so it's not a free, so that is not your freedom because it's not your property. And you're in the public. And where is your goddamn humanity, you sick bastard? Yeah. I mean, it, it's just like, but let those people die. I just wish they would stop spreading it. But the videos are hilarious. Podcast, the podcast community, I hope you've been watching these videos because 
they're one thing that has been helping me laugh through these rough times. Hell yeah. Um, my, our buddy, our buddy Nathan Lowe moved to LA and I, I, I've been talking to him since he did his move and I was like, how's, what's LA like? And he said, no one gives a fuck. No one's wearing masks. They've got secret open mics. Like they've got, things are open. I, I was like, What? And you can yes. look at the numbers of L.A. and you can see how they're astronomically higher than San Francisco. And it's that, yeah. I mean, when are we going to see well, that? It's the industries that you have down there, too, because it, you have the music business, the entertainment business, yeah, yeah. everybody and their mama kind of business. Mm. They don't care. They'd rather be seen rather than, well, I guess they're probably going to be seen in a coffin. But... <laughs> But I mean, it's—I believe there've been some places that are like bars that have been open, like underground spots, you know, because people still feel like they want to do what they want to do. They still want to turn up till they're dead. Till they're I mean, dead. Because there's a lot of stupid people in LA too. That'd I mean, be fair, 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 fair. That's—it's. <laughs> I really because it's so superficial. It's so superficial. They, you know, it can't happen to me. La La Land. That's those people. So that's why those numbers are high. And well, they're, and they're all, it's I the under 30 there. kids. I'm telling you, it's the kids under 30. I know a lot of them because I know a lot of comedians that are just saying, this doesn't affect me. Why does it, why do I care? And it's like, wow, we, but we did this. We raised these idiots. We raised these assholes. I feel like the kids right now, like the, the like the Greta the Greta girl and like the sixteen year olds and kids that are like actually still in their teens right now that they're very very woke they're generation woker Z. they're woker than any of the us generation Z generation Z or yeah. generation whatever whatever the teenagers right now they they're into it but when you look at the I like how you said that when you look what at the it? kids in their twenties that uh, twenty one right now to thirty five and I don't and I'm telling you. This is the age group right now, and they should be voting, and they should be caring, and they're supposed to take over the world next, and yet they're like, YOLO, whatever, I ain't wearing a mask, I'm going to fucking not wear a helmet now too, and I'm going to ride down the street and be crazy, and I'm going to fuck indiscriminately, and whatever, because they yeah, but they don't see the danger. They don't. I, I see older people uh, actually doing the same thing, though. I mean... Especially with a lot of the videos that I've been seeing, a lot of the people are older, and I think it's just stupidity at any. It's all generations of stupidity that I'm seeing yeah. because they're getting all this false information, and I, I see where you're getting at because you know, yes, I do agree. I don't know if you've been hearing about the certain. They've been having these college parties, uh -huh. the infected parties. Yeah, like trying to get it. So they can get it and let it, like, I don't understand. It's, You're playing Russian roulette. Well, it's the old, um, and, it's the old, um, South Park thing. Remember with the, the kids getting chicken uh, yes. pox and they're like, spit in each other's mouths. Oh my God. Spit in each, we're playing a new game where you spit in each other's mouths. And then so that they that, can all oh get chicken God. pox that's at the same totally time. It. I feel like that's what the kids that's are doing. Totally they're doing the old South Park but, uh, game. It's, spit in my mouth. Let's see who gets it. Like, but the thing is like, it, I, which is stupid as is. Because chicken pox can be deadly, too. But yeah. you're talking about something that's deadlier that you can pass on to your grandma, your mom. Like, now you're just being a selfish You're yeah. having a party to die. 
how about I give you a gun and we can call it a day? Yeah, right? <laughs> how about I – but you know what? We don't want to give them a gun because we don't want to be responsible for the next mass school shooting. Like they're going to go to their college thing and be like, YOLO! Because there's no real consequences for them. I'm, I'm telling you, it's the GTA generation. It's the Grand Theft Auto generation. It's when That's nothing funny. has any meaning anymore because it's so scintillating and over the top. Like once you've killed 40 hookers in Grand Theft Auto, like it just – there's no – it's like, eh, I'm just playing a game. I'm just shooting hookers. What, what do you mean? What do you mean that's weird? I'm just playing a game, man. I'm just like fucking shooting. I just decided this time when I played the game to just shoot hookers, you know? And it's like, how do you not see that that's a problem? <laughs> like, I guess it's not. Someone <laughs> who created the game did it. And maybe it's fun to go shoot hookers, but it shouldn't It shouldn't be. Some people get, there's some people who are local in the cabeza who don't have it all together that will actually want to. So you're not far off. <laughs> you're not far off with what you're saying. Uh, at Latoya, all. <laughs> what are your what are your last uh, thoughts to the people of what you want to share for today's backyard real times? Wear your fucking mask. Black Lives Matter. But yes. Wear your fucking mask and pay it and keep protesting too. This shit ain't over yet. No, Just it's because not. it's not like front page news. And it's down, like, probably on the second page. Shit is still happening. So wear your fucking mask. And don't go out to no... Don't be going out to no parties, dumbass. Right. Party at home. Party on Zoom. I know. Yeah. It's been fun. I'm kind of getting used to this Zoom partying, to be honest. It's, yeah. It's weird because people actually sort of listen to each other because they have to. Because otherwise, like, the speaker cuts out and things exactly. get weird. It's... I've felt like more seen and more heard and more, uh, I mean, I'm not more community, but a lot of, like, I'm feeling the love from some of these weird Zoom calls I do. And I feel like I'm getting There's to no... know people, which is weird. It just shows you how yeah. technology can can literally bridge the gap. And then it's even, even before your call, I was hanging out with people in Glasgow, Scotland. And I feel like I hang out with these people every week. And it's so weird. Right. Did I feel You're building close relationships. Yeah, it's and and then also too with these Zoom calls or like any FaceTime, there you there's you, there's you can't be too superficial. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> I see you now. Now now I really have to. You have to really pay attention. So any superficial people, you know. Well, you, I've you're been called out. I've been kind of bad. I've been so I'm on one Zoom call that has um, a lot of comedians from New Jersey on it. And they have been so beneficial to my self-esteem. These, there's a couple older guys on the call, and they think I'm so hot. So last night I actually, I wore a belly shirt. I wore like a crop top, and I know I was totally baiting them because I was like, "Dude, why not?" I. I'm not usually exactly. the eye candy in the room. So this COVID stuff's been kind of cool. Like suddenly suddenly Benjamin's some eye candy, which is not – it's not what I'm used to at all. And I like it. I like yeah, it. Benjamin is eye candy. Oh, thank you. I feel like, like – Now now you can, you can play – like you have options. Like before, you know, you would talk about like you didn't like to wear a skirt because of getting harassed. Now that you're at home – 
you know, yeah, I can I wear can. the fuck I want, and I can surprise you guys with this belly shirt because I got no belly. Yeah, that's what I learned. Exactly. There was a couple nights ago, everyone was getting really drunk, and I wasn't. I was pretty sober. And everyone started, like, taking their clothes off and kind of dancing like a bunch of different people. And I appreciate it. Oh, I, awesome. I mean, there were m- multiple body sizes, and I was totally fine with it. I thought it was that's kind of awesome. really funny. But then, so I, that's why I did it last night because I was like – well, they're going to show off their tummies. I'm going to show off my tummy to these know, older right. guys, these high older Jersey comics. high five. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm sort of trying to own, like, my – I've. I mean, I've never – oh, I should tell you this before you leave. Um, Fourth of July, I've never felt more pretty. There was we, – we were at Dolores Park, and we were doing an open mic and distancing, whatever. But this – like, he's, like, 6'4". And he's a skateboarder, and he was bombing the hill over and over and over, just being a badass. And he came over and talked to me and, like, flirted with me. And he was 25, and he's half black, and then he's white and Japanese. He's so hot. And I was like, what is the hot 6'4 skateboarder doing talking to me? Like, it was weird. I was just, like, I my eyes have been opened to this new, like, world of guys in their 20s don't think I'm gross. The only one who thinks I'm it's, gross is it's me. The fact that, like, they're. Yeah, it's the fact that you know you got it. You just need to tell yourself that. Right. Well, oh my God. When the when the six four hot guy with dreadlocks who's skateboarding his ass off all day is, like, kind of like on your jock, I was like, what what alternate reality am I living in right now? It felt really good. It felt really good. I liked it. You know it. what I would have said? Hey. hey. <laughs> I know. You would, be, you would have been proud of me. I wasn't even wearing makeup. I was just like being myself. So I didn't, hey. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't remember that from my youth. It's so nice. I feel like I'm putting back feminism 20 years, but I'm totally down with being objectified right now. I'm like, this is feminism. It's your choice. It is my choice. And I'm digging it. So, because I feel like I only have like three or four years left of it where I can still be like objectified, you know, and then once I'm in my 50s, people will be like, oh, no, 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 no. Hey, hey, mom. All right. That's real mom. I doubt that. Well, thank you. I'm mad at you for saying that. I doubt that. I'm going to keep doing my best. I'm going to (laughs) keep doing my handstands and my cartwheels and I'm try to keep it together, doing my sit-ups, walking five miles a day. Being healthy, uh, you know. It ain't going nowhere. It ain't going nowhere. I hope so. Well, Latoya, you're the best. Love, 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 love. And um, bye. I'm gonna bye, bye, bye. You're the best. You're the best. Yay, Latoya. Tomorrow or next week. Latoya, the sheriff of truth. Next week we'll talk to her because she is a badass. All right. So crazy stuff in the background. I'm gonna start up this Zoom call. Look at me getting it all done, kids. Getting it all done. Starting a Zoom call. Starting a meeting. Inviting all the people from the group. Boop, boop, boop. There we go. Hey, hey, me. How are you doing? Looking at myself on the Zoom. Uh, Big shout out to John Garside. Thank you so much for giving me this phone after my tablet was stolen. I did not have Zoom technology until brought it to me so i really appreciate that that was awesome 
If you're still listening, you're listening to Some Call Me Tim here on Mutiny Radio. If you're wondering why it's called Some Call Me Tim, it's because of Monty Python and the Holy Grail and Tim the Enchanter. Some call me Tim. Also, my dad's name is Tim. Also, I had a really good friend named Tim Pizza who kind of started the show with me, so it worked on many levels. Also, I like Monty Python and the Holy Grail. All right, this zoomy zoom zoom is zooming up. It still says connecting. And then I will get the guys in the room. We're going to read this great script here. Omnibus 2020 by Michael Spiegelman. We've got a cast as ourselves. The announcer is Mike. I'm Nina Nitro. Uh, Shoeless Joe will be Warhol. I'm Dr. Casey. They might be Giants will be played by Mike. I get to be Terry Gross again. This is exciting. I'm excited. I'm excited it's not going yet. Let me start it again. Come on, Zoom call. Be my friend. Be my friend, Zoom call. Start a meeting. Okay, connecting, connecting. I don't know why it's a problem right now. Usually I have it at a different place in the studio, so I'm not sure. I don't want to make you listen to this trippy music because it's pretty crazy. But uh, we're trying to connect, connecting, connecting. What's going on, Zoomy Zoom Zoom? A zoom 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 and a boom boom. We want to read this story. I don't know what's happening. Come on, connect already. Maybe it's not even on the Mutiny Radio. I'm pulling back the veil for y'all. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, it's because it's trying to connect to the Mutiny Radio DJ thing. It's not connected right now. There it goes. Now it's connected. Zoom. Here we go. Hi. Oh, we did it. We connected. Okay, so now I have to do share or participants. Participants. And I send it to... I send it to the people. Send it as a... Where's the thingy? I want to invite people. Oh, invite. There it is. There's the button. Sorry I'm pulling back the veil for y'all. I'm a jerk. And I apologize profusely. There it is. Send. They'll all be in the Zoom room momentarily. That was nice talking to La Jolla, the Sheriff of Truth. She's my buddy. And I miss her. And I'm glad she's staying safe. Ooh, my boobs look good on this call. This is a good angle for me. I'm. What's wrong with me? I waiting for the call, waiting for the zoom, waiting for the zoom, waiting for the zoom. Sorry, I'm terrible. I did some very bad singing. Last week, I got to interview Wonia Thabot of Alone Season 6, and Alone Season season 7 is out right now. There's only two ladies on it this time. I need to watch the whole thing. I don't like to binge watch it because... It's my porn, buddy. I just, I love, oh, God, I love watching men suffer. And nothing makes me hotter than, like, watching men cry or watching them suffer or starve in the wilderness. Oh, God. Give me the tingles in my lady bits. Ooh. I know. I'm a monster. I like to watch men cry. But that's why I don't like to watch porn, because it's just women crying all the time. There's Mike Spiegelman. I'm going to plug you in, Mike. 
so that we can hear you on the Zoom. But there you are. And when Warhol gets here, we'll get started. But we can talk about whatever until he does get here. Here, now you're. The breath of life. Okay. Hi, Mike. And so I took that on as my trail name. And after oh, 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 oh. After I brought up accidentally. So long, it was very, very Sorry about that. Oops. Summer. I brought up I brought up a, the, the wrong fader uh, and I got to put that on pause there we go it's and it's funny because I was just talking fader, about Linnea uh, and then there she is in the background from last week it was so exciting to interview her last week hi okay now now we're all good now we're on the up and up cool. the zoomy zooms the any ins Ooh, your hair looks fun are, are you didn't have to work today I took a half day Pam you took yeah, a half to day just this. for the omnibus? Wow. Yeah. That is. Well, I uh, I have some PTO and, you know, the corona, you don't want to take time off. You want to keep working and stay working. So with a heavy heart, I took half a day off. Yeah. I wish I had some um, essential work. Oh, I miss working. I miss my job so much. I never thought I'd say that, but I, I definitely miss working in my bar. I might. I might get hooked up though with a, a job in the in an essential industry that we both enjoy the marijuana the the, oh. the the green industry so hopefully I can start getting some more uh, employment in that yeah I love yeah. that stuff <laughs> what would we do if weed wasn't legal and essential during coronavirus I, I I don't know. I, I'd be losing my I'd be losing my, my kitty mind over here if I didn't have all of the all the catnip that I need to keep me working. Do you do you feel that edibles are more viable in this corona period over actually smoking? Well, I okay. I think that somehow marijuana makes you not get corona. I don't know why I believe that, but I smoke so much weed. Don't question I, it. If it works, don't question it. If it works, no question it. Uh, but yeah, so I smoke a lot of weed. But edibles, I just like them because well. So the thing with edibles is that they're different THC. When when THC is ingested and it is processed in your liver, it turns into a cannabinoid called THCV, which is not a naturally mm -hmm. occurring cannabinoid in the plant. It's just metabolized in your own endocannabinoid system as a human. So it's a really interesting, you know. It has psychoactive effects that are different than when you smoke it, and I I enjoy that. But but I like to double dip too, you know. I like to do both of them at the same time. So it's hard to tell like why I'm high or which substance it's from. Is it from the edibles, or is it from the from the smokables? Is it from the vape pen, or is it from the shatter? Well, I mean, like I can understand like I want to keep my lungs pristine so I don't get corona, but I'll smoke. But then you're like tinctures and fucking shatter. That's hardcore. Oh, I like it the, all. That weird vape. The, yeah. um, the most exciting thing about, well, so I don't take the bus anymore. I just walk everywhere. And it's great because after you've had your heart rate up for 20 minutes, you start to burn fat. And all the THC, all the cannabinoids are stored in your fat. So when you burn fat, you actually get high. So after 20 minutes of walking, when I'm walking to work, Suddenly the light changes a little and the birds sound a little louder and the you know everything's just a little crisper and I'm like I'm high right now and it's because my own body's metabolizing my the fat and it's getting the THC out of it so 
Reason number That's 217 cool. to work out <laughs> if you're a pot smoker. Well, you know, I've been walking at night, like, which is not safe, but I feel like it's daytime walking gets a little frustrating because, you know, more people have been wearing masks and more people will walk around you, but some people still are, are kind of a step behind on that. So it's like you have to, they're coming towards you, they got a cute dog, they have no mask, and then do you cross the street or, you know what I mean? Like, sure. So I try to walk at night to get my exercise in. It's not yeah. the safest. It's, well... Jeez, I, I I don't feel unsafe and I've been walking well when the when the curfew was in effect I was freaked out like I did not I was w at the beginning of corona I was doing a really really good job of not walking when it was dark because I felt right. unsafe and I carry a big stick with me so it's fine but that that anxiety has been lifted now and I feel like I walk last night I walked from Rachel's house to my house, which is like 14 blocks, not that much, but at 1030 and I didn't, I didn't even feel a little bit weird. And so I walked by before we even got to civic center, there's a federal building on seventh street in mission. It's like a party there. There were like, it was a small gathering. There were like 75 people that were all just there Whoa. and they're there every night. Cause they don't know what else to do. Like there's nowhere else for them to go. And I guess Are they're you talking about that. That weird spaceship-looking uh, federal building, the one with the warped solar panels, I guess. Yeah, the one that looks like the um, it it looks like it's out of Star Wars, like it's a big ship and you want to land yeah. in it, in that weird square Everyone in the center. Hangs there. Yes, outside around where that cafe used to be called the Honey Pot, which is right. a funny name for a cafe, but they all sort of hang out in that little foyer courtyard thing. So there's a bunch of them there, and then when you keep walking and you get to Civic Center, there's a bunch of people gathered there and then you start walking up Leavenworth to my street and it's just tent 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 and then there's this right. one liquor store that's open super late and there's just people oh this happened last night that was funny there was a group outside a liquor store and they were kind of playing music and joking and laughing and stuff and they kind of purposely tripped me and I was like, oh, guys, I'm the nice white lady. Like, come on. Like, I'm the I'm a nice one. Don't what do you I didn't fall or anything. I just kind of like caught myself and went, oops. <laughs> and it was like, he, but he legitimately went out of his way to trip me. And I was like, I mean, I get it. I got a, I got keys. I got a place to go home to. I'd be pissed off at me, too. Maybe. I don't know. Well, we're all we're all friends and strangers in the Tenderloin, you know, it's yeah. in the neighborhood. <laughs> it's I, I last night was the first time I've ever been like felt like oh you you tripped me on purpose like I'm the I'm a nice white lady come on look at me wearing a cheerleading jacket where is where is Warhol where's Warhol yeah you, know, you heard about the Muni system uh cutting 80 percent of its lines yeah they already did oh forever they're doing yeah. that yeah they oh can't afford God. it anymore. They're going <gasps> to cut like about 60 lines or something like that. Well, some of them, a lot of them aren't, haven't been working at all. The 27 yeah. hasn't worked forever. I really don't Which see is a, a big... shame because the 20, 27 goes through everything. Yeah, the 27 was awesome. That's been gone for a while. The 19 is still running, the 19 Polk, but I don't necessarily see a purpose in that one. The 49, well, the goes, 14... It goes through... 19 goes through about 17 neighborhoods. I mean, it's oh, kind it? of essential. Yes. Yeah, it goes from like... Hoity-toity Hillville to like 
down in the dumps of Trail Hill, you know, like it goes from like rich part of Fillmore to right. No, yeah, 19- it does. It goes from the top of it goes from like the Zavolf. It goes from the marina basically, all the way through the Tenderloin, down to like it dumps out at the bottom of Potrero. Yeah. Yeah, and then it keeps going. I've I've taken it to the end. It's it's cool. It's pretty cool. The last stop I think is just like a street block that you just get off. Yeah. I God, I hope. Yeah. I just I, I haven't been using the bus at all. I just walk everywhere because That's great. the only That's good I used I used I took the fourteen after midnight about two weeks ago because I was here late doing a project with somebody, and I I was gonna walk but I was like oh it's after midnight here comes the fourteen, and it was scary. I, I won't do it again. Like even I mean I have my mask on and everything, but that doesn't mean you can't catch COVID. Um. And when yeah. I when I got off that bus and I walked the rest of my way home, I was like kind of kicking myself thinking I didn't I shouldn't have done that. Like that was a, that was unsafe behavior. It would have been more safe behavior for me to walk those 10 blocks than it was to be on the bus cuz for days after I was like, "Oh my god, did I get it?" Because sure. half the people were yeah. wearing masks. All of them were questionably housed. I was like up toward the front, kind of near the driver, but still it was like touching things. I got home, I washed my hands so much, and I was like, I told myself, I was like, don't ever take the bus again. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't be lazy. Just walk. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I do think the future of San Francisco is going to be just walking everywhere. I mean, like, what have you been doing since, like, you've been doing since March? Like, if the bus lines are stripped down and then they're, means more people on the actual bus lines and there's always a question of like how are you going to feel on the bus we're just i'm just gonna have to assume like if i do want to get to mutiny i'm gonna walk you know like uh my wife made a good point you could catch one of the bus lines and when it gets a little anxious you get off and then you just continue walking right if you get yeah if things get a little hectic yeah and i've walked i i walked from the tenderloin to the presidio before it's not that bad just as oh, it's like a good walk. it's San a beautiful Francisco, city yeah. yeah again we're summertime and it's not raining every day like sometimes and it's not like you know really shitty out yeah so you, you we can walk it but once it rains it's just it's going to be like you have to walk four miles in the rain you know yeah god what's gonna when is it gonna open up again is it gonna open up again oh my god yeah. They almost opened. I mean, they were supposed to do indoor dining like two days from now. Right. They said, now they've no. said they've said no dice. Well, and Arizona's numbers are way up. And yeah. it happened right after. It was two weeks after the protests. All of a sudden, there were tons of new cases. Gee, I wonder why. Could it be because people gathered? I mean, maybe they're right. You, we can't, you can't. Well, there were protests here in the Bay Area. I mean, I don't know. I know the, the tally according to the Mission Locals website, was 51 for the last couple of days. Oh. So it's not like, I don't know if there was a noticeable spike, but it, everything's spiking. It's not just the protests. It's the protests, but it's the holidays. It's people right. kind of saying, fuck it, and going to the park. Or people are it, traveling. I know people, I know like five people that took planes last, in the past two weeks, like on their, of their own volition. I was like, don't, what are you doing? You don't, don't do this it. is yeah. not an essential trip. How is this? How is visiting your mom back east essential? One of my buddies didn't even go no, to her grandma's. Shouldn't. One of my buddies didn't go to her grandma's funeral in in St. Louis because she was like, "I don't want to be unsafe. I don't want to make other people unsafe." And it was her grandmother. Yeah. So when yeah. people are sort of 
indiscriminately flying because they're being entitled little American assholes. It's like, and that the and that the airlines they want us to do it. They're like, please fly. Would you please fly? Would you please 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 fly? Would you please spend money? Could you spend money somewhere else other than Amazon? Is Amazon gonna make like a fleet of planes or something, and then they're and then they'll own everything? Oh sure, like me. Maybe little cubicles, but they were saying like there's they're not regulated the airplanes, so America will sell the middle seat, Whoa. and you know they'll fill up the the, the air air uh, airplane, and and no one no one feels comfortable like that. I can't imagine people working on that plane feel comfortable. Right. Well, who are the vectors, and when can we figure out where they are? In, in Israel, they just um, created a COVID test that's a breathalyzer that takes less than a minute to get your result. Wow. So no more of this gross swiping the back of your nose with a huge Q-tip thing. Ouch. Uh, no more of that. We, there's the, the breathalyzer that the Israelis invented. So they're going to be... I don't want to... I don't want to like take my friend's glory, but I have a friend who lives in a nice area, like a uh, like out in kind of the Reno, California border, and she was imploring people not to visit. You know how like let's I'm going to go drive and 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 take a hike in a remote area. Those towns are saying don't stay where you are, uh, city folk. Yeah, well, and even in Santa Cruz, Santa Cruz wrote um, a couple thousand dollar tickets to people that came over from fucking san jose they got in their car and they drove over the 17 pass and they went to, to santa cruz and they were hanging out and police gave there were eight of them and the, the police said show us their licenses they're like you don't live here why are you here this is not an essential trip yeah. and they gave them thousand dollar tickets and i was like right on fucking santa cruz I mean, you are. You're like a vacation destination. People aren't supposed to be vacationing right now. You're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to do these non-essential things. Like, Yeah, but even this, like, I'm going to take a, a remote trip. It's not that remote. You know, you're right. going to meet people on the way, and people are going to have their services available to you, and yeah. you're coming from out of town, and they're going to hate you for that. Absolutely. It's, it's tough. Yeah. Oh. I'm all about the staycation. Yeah, well, I mean, I'd love to... I, I'd love to go to LA and do comedy, but that's the thing. Why would you go anywhere when there's nothing to do? Like, yeah, that's true. It doesn't make sense. Like, I can walk around San Francisco and entertain myself. I'm not gonna go to LA to go walk around LA to entertain myself because nothing's open. Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. so why, so why even go? And San Francisco's a beautiful place. There's no reason to leave. Yeah, I mean, we're lucky that it's beautiful and that it is walkable, even though it's going to be stretches of miles, you know, like your walk sounds amazingly long, you oh, know, no. especially with that, that's 27. It's just two and a half miles. And I've been doing it. That's why people on these Zoom calls, they keep asking me, like, why are you how are you so in shape right now? What are you doing? And I'm like, I walk five miles a day at least. Yeah. So that's kind of what's doing it. Is just walking. Well, I was a commuter, baby. I used to commute to to East Bay out in Oakland, and I would take the bus to the Bard, and I would get, I would measure my steps, and I would have six thousand steps for the round trip. Wow. Also, you know, an additional five or six during the day, and it'll be twelve thousand easily. Now, like on Sunday, I clocked in four hundred and three steps. Whoa. It's the least I've ever done in my life. Wow. You know, I, I have to. I have to leave the house, but I don't want to walk outside when it's sunny for no other reason. You know, like I, I want to wait until there's no one on the streets and I want to make sure I'm safe. So 
yeah. I have to wait till night or I should get up earlier, you know. Wow. Well, and you, yeah, I, I mean, mean, it's different for you because you have a family. And so you have things to protect, people to protect, not things. You have people to protect. Yeah, but you live, don't you, I mean, it's none of my business, but I, if you have a roommate, that's oh, the no, same story. Oh, no, just you, my cats. I just have cats. Okay. Yeah, my cats oh, yeah. aren't going to get COVID, I don't think. I mean, can they cats get, get COVID? If cats can get COVID, my God, I would, <laughs> no, they never leave. You, you never heard of, yeah, it's called cat Rona. <laughs> cat Rona. I've heard of kitty roca, which is when dogs eat the cat poop out of the litter box. That's called kitty roca. Kitty that's, roca. That's different. So did Coral dump out on us? What happened? I guess so. I haven't heard. I, I emailed him. Did he fall you know, asleep? On the, the I can't believe it. Ooh. Well, I know that our Carl? other people I saw can't do it. Carl's uh, can't do it. His, his son's graduating. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. He has a Colin can't do it. He's in business meetings. So oh. it would have just been us three. Well, that's, I mean, I love I love your scripts. I think they're really good. Do you want me to do Warhol's voice? Do you you can do Warhol do and I can, I can do the rest. And then I don't know if like uh, your Sundays at four, if you're still doing live shows or if you're in the I studio. I can. But I can. I absolutely can. Also, Saturdays at you four. Wanted... Saturdays at four, that I is. also can easily do. So that's. Yeah, let's, if, if that's okay with you, if we move it, nothing to your view, our listing audience. No, no, no. This, we but... can absolutely. Or the other option is Friday at eight because I finish up. And then we can actually have people live in the studio because I finish up the live outdoor comedy. And there'll be a couple comics here still. And we can do it then. Yeah. So we can, do, we can plan for eight o'clock on Friday. Well, this was okay, fun, though, to talk want... to you on Some Call Me Tim. While I still have you here, is there any, yeah. like, have you been doing any, like, witchy things? Or have you felt, like, more in tune with the world? Or, like, any, like, esoteric, like, religious thoughts that have been creeping into your head in any context? Or is that just? Well, I think it's funny because my mom, you know, she's she's active with her temple. And she has services that they've been doing Zoom. Now, you're not supposed to work on the Sabbath because... Uh, so you're not really, you know, the, the old story that my mom would say that her grandmother would say, oh, uh, it would be great if the TV set was on tonight. So I go because the Lone Ranger is on because she couldn't turn on the TV set once the right. sunset on Friday and then the sunrise. So they would kind of allude like it would be sweet if the TV set was on. But now that we're in the Zoom era, it's you people are using Zoom for sat Saturday and Sunday and Friday night services, sure. even though technically you're you're working. Uh, and my mom has these, she, she meets with the, the uh, therapist, she meets with the synagogue and she goes to services. And she said like, you know, I would love to have you go to a service. And I said, oh yeah, well, all I have to do is turn on my computer. And then I was like, ooh, you know what? I'm busy, you know, like oh. I still don't want to go even though I could turn on my machine and literally be in the service. I don't want to do it. Because you would always make up excuses like, oh, I can't do it tonight. I got to go be at this place or- Right, now you have, I, you have not, no excuse, yeah. Well, you yeah. could make a you could make some hala and you could do some prayers. You could do the prayer over the bread and do the lights and do the whole thing. And oh yeah. I mean, I'm down. I'm down with that. But I think I think people are are you know you're you're at home and you're alone with your thoughts even when you're traveling and it's it's a different speed nowadays. Like, yeah. uh, you really you know tire your cats out and your your roommates out and you uh, you can get on their nerves. Say I'm just I'm just hypothetically saying, but. Uh, it is a kind of a different thought. I mean, we, we want people to be well and we want people to recover if they are sick and that they, they put it down. But 
anything beyond that, I, I can't comprehend people's willingness to play volleyball in the park or like, you know, I could see like, I, I would say that it's good. It's, people are slowly catching on. All San Francisco is known for shaming other people while they're on the, you know, like, oh, that person's not worth shame on you or that person's doing this or shame on you. And it becomes this like one-upmanship to the point where we're not talking to each other. Like you could, you could piss, I, I've been fretting because I had two bus experiences where I could hear people shit talking me because I was doing something that wasn't right. But it's like, just tell me directly. I'll take right. it, you know, like, but instead of that option, you'd rather just, you know, shame the person and not tell. So I think the city has a tendency to shame and not well, follow it's, through it's or not. passive aggressive. Talk. It's just, it's that instead of being actively aggressive or expressing one's feelings and emotions to one another yeah. and saying, hey, this bothers me because of this X bothers me because of Y, it's saying, passive aggressively I'm going to leave you a post-it note and I'm going to tell you why I'm so upset but I'm not actually going to tell you I'm upset I might go on a podcast later and talk about it and tell you why I'm so upset sure. but I won't just tell you directly I will tell my neighbor loudly how you're a problem but right. I'm not oh, yeah, going to yeah. tell you what the problem yeah. is and I, I don't know because well, why we do that you're so I'm wrong I'm being an asshole I'm not wearing a mask right so people will be like that guy's a fucking cunt you know like he's not wearing a mask but you could also take, have your balls and say, you're not wearing a mask. You're yeah. being a cunt, you know? Yeah, you, stop, yeah not- stop endangering the rest of us. Because that's the whole thing with yeah. the masks that people don't understand. It's that you wearing a mask doesn't protect you. You wearing a mask helps you protect others. Like That's right. So, you know, when you're not... For me, okay, the only time I'm not wearing a mask is when I'm smoking because I have a cigarette in my face and I can't like lift my mask up and down and they haven't designed a mask yet that you can smoke through. So get on that people, I guess make a design. If someone designs a mask that I can smoke through, I'll do it. But until then it's like 101 years ago, (laughs) the, uh, the influenza flu of 19, there's been vintage ads for masks that have a hole in it. So you can smoke a cigarette. Oh, that's hilarious. From the 1916 Spanish flu. Yeah, oh, 1919. 1919. Spanish, 1919. Flu. Spanish flu. You know why it's called the Spanish flu, right? Because we're racist because against Spain, Mexicans? <laughs> no, Spain was the, the country Spain was the only press that was allowed to report it. <gasps> Every country, including the United States, suppressed the information. Why would they do that? Well, you know, the government doesn't want to say, uh, oh, uh, by the way, this, this coronavirus is, is accelerating and no one's going to go to work, they're not going to give the information. So mm-hmm. it was called the Spanish flu because the Spanish press was the only way you could find out any information about it. Wow. So it wasn't that it originated from that. It's just the truth of it came out of it. Wow. You're just a, you're yeah. just a, 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 an apex of knowledge. You've got, you're an ens- oh, encyclopedia, encyclopediac. Um, it's so sad that, you know, you, 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 you read about it and you see the mistakes are being made. And now that we're in real time, it's like, don't we don't want to repeat ourselves. I know? wonder, I wonder if in the future I'm going to look back at this time and say, God, I was so stupid. Why didn't I do X, Y and Z? Why didn't I like take it more seriously? Or wh- I just feel like there's going to be some backpedaling of the Benjamin when... <laughs> Like it went all this shit, but I haven't been sick and it makes me, it's almost turned me into this sort of hypochondriac state where like my throat will be a little scratchy and I'm like, okay, do I have COVID or have I just been smoking too many cigarettes? 
Right. You know, or is this seasonal allergies because of the new pollens in the air or are these sniffles COVID? Like, I don't know, but, but I'm not like really sick. And I've heard people, I know a person who actually had it and they got sick, like can't get out of bed sick, like the worst flu they've ever had sick, like it really hurt to breathe sick. And I haven't had anything like that. So, right. You know, not well, that they'll say like, yeah, you'll you'll get a fever and you go, oh, I have a fever, but it's not doesn't it's not like that fever that you're talking about with your friend, or you know, like that's a serious fever. Right. I haven't gotten like a fever. If, uh, Sorry. Yeah. I'm... Well, you know, the the COVID hair, my my quarantine hair has uh, helps me because I tell if I have a sense of taste when I eat my food, if I can taste the hair in my food. I go, <laughs> oh God, shit. Another hair in my food. Oh, my taste is still here. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> lost that sense. <laughs> well, <coughs> that's the rough thing for me is that I lost my sense of taste and smell last. Um, wait, I have to cough. <coughs> it's because you made me laugh, not because I have COVID. No, I said, um, no, no, no. It, I, for your audience, I'm watching you through the Zoom. You, you're, it's not because of the COVID. It's not the COVID. I just laughed. Um, in April of 2019, I lost my sense of taste and smell because of menopause so i haven't had a taste of sense and smell this whole time so that isn't one of the indicators for me and someone was like oh my god uh, did you have covid bat last year in april and i'm like no <laughs> i lost my sense of taste and smell for completely different reasons and i don't know if covid existed back then but i've heard of another buddy i met he had covid in december and he didn't know he had it and now he says that he thinks it was COVID because of all the symptoms that they're saying now. And he's like, I had that back in 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 um, December because he was flying from somewhere, or he was he was a moving guy, like he worked on a moving truck, and so he moved someone from somewhere, and then they caught it somehow in the interim, and then they were. Ugh. He said he was so 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 sick, and then he got over it, and then all of a sudden everyone's like COVID this COVID that, and he was like. I think I had it. And then he got tested and he had the antibodies. So I don't know if that means when you get tested and you have the antibodies, if that means you had it before or if it just means you have oh, antibodies. I, I don't understand how science works. Yeah, it's not It's not fun even if you're like, oh, I, I got the antibody, I already had it. It does permanent damage, this disease. So it goes into, you know, it does, it fucks up your body and your brain. Wow. So if you do have it and you recover and you feel like, oh, I'm immune damage is done i mean like that's the reality of it so you would you have to figure i figure like if they're saying one out of four people have it then one of us has it you know are they I mean? like, they're just, saying one out of four people has it is a carrier that isn't experiencing isn't experiencing symptoms i haven't heard uh, that yet that's a lot yeah i don't know about that yeah we could yeah. be we could be spreading misinformation i don't know fake news fake news maybe okay. radio fake news you're right fake news, fake news. <laughs> or real news whatever it's all opinion you if you're listening to Mutiny Radio, you know, you know that this is all opinion, pretty much. I mean, we've got sources and stuff, but we're not citing them. Have you ever <laughs> thought about doing like a? Have you ever thought about doing like a daily Corona thing on there or like? Actually, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, just to look at the numbers and see what's going on, because yeah, could maybe someone from the the city hall to talk or just oh, to, to let city hall idea. know that you, yeah, they can go on the air and and broadcast something because. I really, there's so much misinformation out there that. Yeah. 
and I don't I don't know I don't know what to believe anymore. I'm like it's a sunny day. Yay. Yay. I put out a weird Facebook thing and got a lot of attention. I'm like, "Yay." I mean, <laughs> it's I don't know. I don't know what's going on in the world. I hope everything's going to be okay. I'm glad your family's okay. I'm glad you're staying safe. I'm glad you still have an essential job. Thanks for keeping yeah, no. LFM and OIT. Let's watch full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl every Sunday from two to four, alive and awesome. The Jerk Two last week was so funny listening to you guys. <laughs> or no, the Jerk oh Two was God. two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, I loved no, no, it was, no, it was the Sunday. Jerk. You were right. Okay, well, I loved the it, Jerk yeah. Two. I thought it was hilarious listening to oh, you thank you man like the, with the when steve martin did it he did it like he got away with this because well he's actually funny but the <laughs> it, that was great and the and the rundown of all those shows that that guy was a working actor he was a real working actor the guy who played the jerk too. oh yeah so this this was the, the jerk was of course a 1979 movie with steve martin and abc or one of the networks in the 80s uh, had an original TV movie called The Jerk 2, T-O-O. And uh, it was basically a character actor who I know him from Fridays, the, the ripoff of Saturday Night Live, oh, uh -huh. which aired in the early 80s. And it's available on Tubi, T-U-B-I, if you have this free streaming service. I've been catching up. And he did a bunch of characters. So he played the, the Steve Martin role. And they kind of tweaked the story to go a different direction. But... It was just like a reboot, you know. I think it was like a pilot, backdoor pilot, but it's terrible. And I remember when it came out as a kid, you know, like yeah, it's terrible. When te television was, you couldn't tape it, you know, like that's the old the old canard that you couldn't record it. So yeah, you, you could only talk about it the day after, and if you missed it, you missed it. Yeah, ABC. It was ABC that did it. So it was the Disney uh, Channel. ABC was Disney. Yeah. It was owned by Disney. How did they right. get well, the back, rights? Back then, it wasn't. It, it was Cap Cities that bought ABC and then Disney bought Cap Cities. Oh, okay. Capital okay. City. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, whatever they did, it was terrible. I still want you guys to do Los Enchilados for your uh, Let's Watch Full Length Movie yeah. on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Because it's free on YouTube, 1999, written, directed, starring Mitch Hedberg with Mark and David Tell is in there. And, and uh, David Tell. Yeah. David Tell plays a yeah. sleazy restaurant manager. He's fantastically perfect in the role. Um, I it's, think, I think Carl, Carl watched that movie and he's like, well, it's a little too static for us. Yeah, it is just because, yeah, yeah, it doesn't have a lot. It's just, it's pretty much scenes of people talking and Mitch Hedberg having nice hair. Um, <laughs> the other one that would be amazing. I don't know if you can find it is Dawn's Plum. Do you know about Dawn's no. Plum? The 1997 no. movie that was produced and written and starring Leonardo DiCaprio and all of his oh, douchebag yeah. friends. We've done it. We've done it. You Pam. did Don's Plum? I'm... Yeah. Oh my yes. God. I need to go back and I need Don to put Plum. that on the night fucking playlist. That needs to be on the night playlist. That's Don's Plum. That was on the first year. I, I don't know if I did it with you, but I, we did do it. And uh, oh, Don's Plum was, the, the story was that young Leonardo DiCaprio and young Tobey Maguire uh, did a were party animals, you know, the pussy posse and all that. Yeah. And they would hang out with different people and creative people or what have you. And this guy's like, hey, I'm just sticking around. I'm, I'm shooting on my own movie. Can you guys be in it? And they're like, yeah, we'll do your short. And a, a full-length movie was uh, compiled, and they sued. 
DiCaprio and Tobey Maguire. Yeah, because there's a rape this. scene in the bathroom. Like, I didn't. I don't think that DiCaprio wants the rape scene in the bathroom, like, everywhere. And the lighting was terrible. Like, the the, oh. the, the table was just glowing with light. It was like they used a, a table that had too much, like, it, sheen on it. terrible name. It's, and it was shot in a diner with them just not improvising, as it were. Yeah. And just being in character oh. and... They would do confessions in the bathroom. So yeah, you and I watched the girls smoke heroin in the bathroom. Don't you remember this? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Did we? Was I didn't watch Don's Plum with you though. I watched it with somebody else. But maybe you did introduce it to me. I don't know. I'll have to look up. I'll look it up because I I I have that one archived with the guests. I'll I'll look it up now. But yeah, they uh, they smoke weed. They do confessionals in the window mirror. And Ethan Slurpee or whatever that gentleman's name is from, uh, according to Earl, the big guy, yeah, yeah, uh, he was in it. And uh, so what happened was that they sued. They said this is never going to be released, and the friendship, as it were, disappeared. But uh, that guy posted it on Don's Plum, and not only did he do that service, but I made a joke on Twitter. I said, "Oh, uh, there's reports that Leon." Leonardo DiCaprio and Tobey Maguire met for lunch. Is this a possible dance too? And no <laughs> one got that joke, but the director retweeted it. He has his own dance plum Twitter uh, Twitter feed, so he uh, he saved and retweeted, uh, retweeted my dance plum joke. Oh my god, that's so funny! <laughs> right. Let me see. I'm gonna check uh, the Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube.blogspot.com, which is still a year old, and I have to update it and do a lot of work on it. Uh, I know those things fall through the cracks. I understand. Website with our current acronym. My whole uh, everything's falling through the cracks for me. Like you know that thing of like if it's not on. You know, if it's not on on the internet, it doesn't exist. So all right. these shows yes. you do, yes. more people get jealous when you post a, a, a gif of it than if than they actually bother to listen to it. You know, they see the they see it on Facebook and they go, "Oh, I want to be on that show." Yeah, no goes and no one listens. You know, so it's just the jealousy off a of, off a of graphic. I, I mean, everybody but, wants to be included, I guess. Yeah, well, that's the thing. They'll say, uh, "Can I do this?" Yeah, great, and that's it. Oh, right. I and that's do, it. I got a flake. Can I have it? You can have it. Oh, I can have it. Well, are you ready to do it? Oh, I can't do it. But yeah, I, can't, I can't show sure up for Seder this week. Sorry, can't do it. Yeah, <laughs> can't. Uh, can't. Can't turn on my. Getting. I'm getting real Jewy now. I can't turn on my computer uh, on Saturday. <laughs> I can't. Can't do it. Sorry. Yeah, uh, right. It's it's a, it's sunset. It's the sun setting. I can't do it. It's I can't. Yeah, Sabbath. it's sun setting. I just. I can't. Shabbat shalom. I'm not allowed to. I'm. I'm. I'm, uh, I'm honoring the Sabbath right now. Don't worry about it. Yay. Well, I'm excited. What's the I'm movie gonna, this week? My, I haven't uh, I haven't my... received your Wii transfer yet. I guess it's only Wednesday. It usually happens on Thursday. What's your movie this week for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube yeah. with Mike Spiegelman and yeah. Carl? Yeah, I mean, you're gonna have to give me a give me a second because I gotta figure out which which one it is. Oh, oh okay. it's night a night in Casablanca. A night in Casablanca. A night in Casablanca. It's the Marx Brothers. Oh wow. A lesser-known Marx Brothers movie. You're just doing good movies now, though, I've realized. I mean, not The Jerk 2, but the one before that, The Death Proof, was a good movie. It's like you're just like, well, you know, if it's on YouTube, we'll do it. It doesn't have to be a bad yeah. movie. It could just be a oh. movie. Did you say Death Proof was a good movie, the Quentin Tarantino film? The one that you did the other day, It maybe it wasn't Death Proof. It was Death... No, was... it was Death Proof. We did 
that tweet the other day. Yeah. We, we did do uh, Walter Matthau movies that are decent. We did a uh, uh, Hopscotch, which is like a oh, famous classy movie. Yeah. Okay, so back in uh, June 26, 2016, the fourth episode was Don's Plum. Oh, my God. Uh, it's the story of young Hollywood bromance and betrayal. It's the story of Leonardo DiCaprio, Tobey Maguire, and and the film their movie star friend made and then disavowed. 20 years later, it's now on YouTube. Host Mike Spiegelman and guest Pam Benjamin. <gasps> it was me! Drink coffee, act like a confess to barroom bathroom mirrors and then watch don's plum okay so it was me do you did introduce me to the movie and it is your fault dragon it's all your fault yeah that's perfect i'm so glad you can't get it out of your head i can't and i didn't know it was you and that's so great because you've been doing this show for five years now and that's amazing and fantastic and uh i love that and and my memory does not serve us well, but look what well, does. The archives of Mutiny Radio and Blogspot and LFMFNOYT. All of that brings back you know, the memories. We, we, we consider Mutiny a, a vital part of our show. So, you know, we, not to talk shop again, but if you have the numbers, please provide it. Oh, I know. I need to do the numbers. Do. I'll do the numbers. Yeah. Like after we get off this call, I'm, I'm playing yeah, course, and always free. And then I'll the actually do that. I'll email you the numbers. Because I'm really curious, actually – the, the last time I looked at the numbers, it was interesting because the numbers were still consistent around 500,000 downloads a month for everybody, but not everybody's been doing their shows. So everyone else's numbers who has been doing shows are way higher because they're the only ones doing things. There's no other new content with other people unless they're on the RSS download and then they're just kind of getting whatever's playing during Automatic. that time. Yeah, well, it's weird because uh, I I knew I heard all these uh, uh, stories about podcasts losing listenerships during the pandemic because no one's commuting and no one has this extra time. I mean, we're walking more so we can listen to it, but we don't drive in our cars or we mm-hmm. don't go take the BART anymore. But I looked at the numbers and in March, we had pretty strong numbers. And then April, yeah, or June, it was much lower yeah. than normal. And I was like, is it because people stopped listening or that, you know, we're grinding them down finally? I no <laughs> it's not you. It's them. No, I don't know. It's maybe it's me. the medium. It's maybe it's because everyone's on Zoom. Maybe it's that everyone's drunk all the time. Like, I I don't know. What's, <laughs> everyone's drunk in their house, like watching alone. I, I don't know what they're doing, playing with their cats. Alone. And, Oh my God! You introduced me to alone. So you were like, good. "My hero is going to be on." The, they call me Tim, and I I read your uh, post online, and I was like, "Wow, I've never even heard of this show. This sounds cool to forget." So, so you introduced cool. me to that show. Do you, have you been watching it? Do you love Winia? Isn't she the best? I you haven't the watched floor it. Of, the the only show I watch is The Floor Is Lava, and I need Cliff Notes because I don't. It's too complicated. I did. I can't. I haven't gotten on that one yet. Well, that's the thing. I actually have been limiting my screen time. So I haven't been. Oh, I haven't been watching. I mean, right now we're on a screen. okay? And Facebook is a screen. All right. And I've been zooming a lot. But like, I mean, screen time, like I haven't been watching traditional TV or like traditional movies. I tried to watch like I love Will Ferrell. And I tried to watch that new Netflix movie where he's Icelandic. And I was just offended. I had to turn it off because a he's like over 50. And the girl who's supposed to be the same age is like 30. So first, fuck your face, old fat man. And why does your ingenue have to not be your age? Why does she have to be? And why would you say 
it's it's almost like comedic when he's pretending to be 30. Like you're pretending to be 30 like this gorgeous woman, you fat piece of dog shit. And then he doesn't have an Icelandic accent. It makes oh, me so crazy. Thing. Yeah, but he didn't have it a makes me crazy. Two, I two can... wolf. He didn't have a San Diegan accent uh, when he was on uh, Ron Burgundy. Fair, so, fair. You know, like fair. he's a he's a buffoon, and you know, even in, you know, that's the thing. So of course he's going to have a stupid accent. Yeah, and you know, as a guy in his fifties who's overweight, I have no problem with him dating Rachel McAdams. That's, that's fair enough. <laughs> she's like twenty eight or something silly like that. Hey, but I think but she's so, in her thirties, but it is much younger. Well, she's gorgeous, but. It's so funny that you, you say that because you're in your 50s or whatever. But as a woman, if they never pair it up the opposite way. They never have like a 45-year-old woman in a role who's like with a guy who's in his 20s and they make it – they normalize it. They just don't do that. It's like that right. movie was completely normalized that he is old and she is young and they're supposed to be the same age. And They're supposed to be the same age. And no one has a problem with that. Like, all it does it's is create a, unrealistic expectations for women that when we're in our 40s, we're supposed to look like we're in our 30s. That's not fair. We don't look like that. But guys can oh, look I any totally way they agree want. With it. Hmm? You, you know who I realized was a cradle robber? Mike Doonesbury. Like, I read, because I have the time, I read a big coffee table book I had <laughs> on, on 40, year, 40 years of Doonesbury. So it ended in 2010. But he uh, he went on the road as a high school sophomore with his buddy Mark, and they picked up this woman who was divorcing her husband and leaving her young child behind, Joni. And they become friends. Joni joins the Walden community. And then 17 years later, who shows up but his, you know, his her daughter, JJ. Wow. And then who marries JJ? <gasps> Mike Doonesbury. No. They get divorced. And then who does Mike marry? a uh orphan kid who was introduced in the series back in the 70s like from vietnam you know and uh Vietnamese baby so they they he started married kim so it's like uh whoa i didn't realize like what a, you know there's a disparity right there i don't yeah. know what you know because jane poley and uh, gary trudeau are the same age so i don't think it came from there it's just how happens this character likes them young i get it I understand. I I I see you, Doonesbury. <laughs> I see. I think I'm trying to work on a new joke where, like, if I get close enough to 25 year olds, maybe their youth will rub off on me. Like, if I can, if I can just get close, if I can just hug them at the right angle, their youth will like right. somehow transfer into my body. It's not funny yet. It's gonna get there. It's too real right now to be funny. I'm like, make me young again, boys. Why is it not working? Bathing in the blood of children. I don't bathe in the blood of children. You know, not yet. Oh, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. So Maybe. I, I we used to go to the library. I have to say that I, uh, I know some people who work in the library, and one person publicly said on Facebook he lost his job. So I, I, I know what they're going through, and I know that a lot of the librarians are working. On the front lines as part of the community like they're getting them out and, and helping like with foods and supply and stuff like that uh helping first responders they i know that the library has been taking in kids who whose parents are first responders to you know like daycare stuff so they're, they're doing wow. different things during the pandemic but i miss the library oh me I too miss getting my oh are you yeah. kidding me i i mean i i love the library so much 
it's taught me amazing things. Their cookbook section yeah. is insane. Like the reason I make such good fudge, pot fudge, is that I read like five fudge books from the library. I got crazy into it. I was just like, oh my God, I'm just going to learn about fudge. And I Can read. Can I ask you a fudge question? Yeah, sure. Not the sidebar, the library thing was, yeah, uh, no. but if, if I have a can of condensed milk, right? The yeah. sweet stuff. Uh-huh. How can I make fudge with that? What would you recommend? So um, it already has sugar in it and it already has corn syrup. So you're like two steps ahead of the game. Uh, you're going to put that in a pan. And so you don't have to actually you don't have to deal with any of the sugar like I do. Yep. So you put it in a pan and you heat it up till it's bubbling. And then you're going to throw like, I'm going to say for a can of condensed milk, you're going to throw 10 marshmallows in there, 10 big marshmallows. And let them get all melty. And then kind of they'll get mixed up with that. And then you add whatever chocolate chips or peanut butter chips or whatever kind of chocolate or white chocolate. Or you could add like regular peanut butter too. That works depending on what flavor you want to do. Oh, yeah. And then you're just going to add that. So if you're using a, a eight inch, an, an eight ounce can of condensed milk, sweetened condensed milk, you right. put that in the pan, you make it bubble. Add 10 large marshmallows and then like six ounces of chocolate and stir. Pour it into a buttered right. dish. You've got fudge. That's it. That's how easy it is with that. Yeah, Thanks. I All go right. well, I go straight from sugar. So I actually do I actually do sugar, corn syrup, and then I instead of using water, I use pot tincture. I use the alcohol. And then I cook that up. So it's like a sugar bubbly mixture. And then I add a ton of butter. Sometimes I add yeah. cream, but I usually just add butter because it's enough milk solids that it works with like your sweet and condensed milk is kind of a better option. And then well, if, I add my yeah. marshmallows and then I add my chocolate and that's it. And you pour it into a buttered pan and slice. You always have marshmallows in your fudge. Yeah. You yeah. you have to have marshmallows in your fudge. I don't really know a recipe of fudge without marshmallows in it. Well, I'm in a vegetarian household, so you can get vegan marshmallows. Yep. They have vegan marshmallows oh, vegan at marshmallows. yeah yes. they they have them at um Trader Joe's right now even they're they a little more everywhere. expensive I, yeah they're like three ninety nine instead of ninety nine cents but yeah vegan marshmallows absolutely okay all right yeah well thank you so much I didn't mean to sidebar you but you were talking about that the wonderful shelves and shelves of uh, oh yeah in the, the, in the library. library I miss it like crazy I can't even express to you like yeah. anything. I've ever wanted to learn. Even in my last year of graduate school, I couldn't afford to buy any of my books because I was on such a budget. It was crazy. The library had every book I needed for my my fourth year of graduate school. Like, I didn't have to buy any books, which was incredible. Wow. And, I mean, yeah, I'd take out the book. I'd renew it halfway through the semester if I had to or whatever. But it saved me thousands of dollars. And if I ever want to read those books again, they're in the library. Do I need to buy those books? Do I need to have them in my possession? Not really. Next time I move, I'm pretty stoked that I don't have those 20 books. Like, thank you, library. So it made, it, you know, it made my graduate degree way more accessible. So with, with COVID, like, I, I would normally go and I would look for any new movie. Like, so any movie I read a review about in the last six months, I look for that title. And then if I see whatever garbage I see, I'll pick up and I'll watch it. <laughs> You yeah. know, like I have, uh, I still have my copies because <gasps> I can't return it yet because the library is closed. I have to, I'm going to loan you this book 
after COVID or whenever I get to see you. But this is the last yeah. thing I've got to say because we got to. I I have to get off for four o'clock. Play something else. But okay, it's a book by Pat Oswald, and it's signed by him, and it's wow. about he's a movie buff, and it's like his. It's called like his Silver Screen Dream or something. And he watched in three years. He watched like something like a thousand movies. He was going oh, to the movie wild. theater and watching all of these old, old films. And he wrote about all of them. And it's a great book. And oh. I, and you'll you'll love it because I know you love movies. I'll check it out. Okay, Pat I'm dependent on Netflix, I guess is my long concluded point. I can't, because of COVID, I can't go to the library. And the movies I watch are like phony or like looks like a movie or like not really edited. It goes on for two hours or, you know, like it's right. just... You know, it's just, it doesn't feel like real movies sometimes. And I just I just want to see Men in Black International. It was yeah! promoted. I saw the ad. I should be able to see it from the library. And I can't right now. So it's irksome. And this week, the Marx Brothers, uh, an, yes. an, 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 a kind of an unknown. Yeah, a 